welcome to uh, another shut account podcast um to be honest i don't even know what number it is so i'll edit that in later uh it's been a while it's number six actually 15 uh, yeah really yeah, 15 wow see i'm that's, a fan <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing the, the other voice that you hear doesn't sound like steven doesn't sound like samantha i'm gonna let him go ahead and introduce himself hi my name is Corey bates um I have a couple other podcasts out there, but I'm a huge fan of the Shutter Count podcast, and so really happy to be here. Oh, good man! Yeah, you know what? This it's uh the reason why this podcast, um, this episode is even going on because I know um as we talked about like you know Shutter Count. I know uh, Samantha has been like very busy. Um, Steven has been very busy. You know, we we, we run it's busy, right? Running oh, lives, yeah. right? Oh, trying yeah. to trying to do podcasts. Life That's right. Life life does happen, and so. Uh, my buddy Corey here, you know, he also um, does. Um, what's it? tell people the name of your podcast, um, where they should go, like, like introduce yourself, like all the way. So <laughs> I started out um, doing podcasts. Actually, it was an offshoot of my YouTube page. Um, so I have a YouTube page for as QC Rideshare for anyone in the gig economy. And then I started podcasting and I called it the Gig Essentials Podcast. So we kind of cover everything that you need to get yourself acclimated with the gig economy. And now we're kind of transitioning with um, um, creating a network of podcasts because um, I know that there are interests that I have outside of the gig economy. And I know that a lot of people who are in the gig economy or just any, have different interests. And so um, if you go to gigpodcasting.network, um, you'll see our family of podcasts. So we have a total of five different podcasts right now. Um Hopefully adding our six and trying to get some more. We got a couple of things in development, um, but we have um, the Get Rip podcast, which is a health and wellness podcast. Um, if you're into basketball, we got the Stretch Four podcast. Um, if you're into football, we have the RPO podcast. And out of the mind of my seven-year-old son, we have the Lamar and Corey show where we talk about just about anything that he wants to talk about. I like that. I think that's a good idea. As a matter of fact, Lamar was just in here and uh, he was he was t- he was telling me a little bit about how you guys were recording and oh, yeah. you know um, he was talking about that and and I think that's a good idea. It's something that I kind of like had with um, my kids. I was thinking like you know what podcast would we get you know together, yeah. but that's that's a good idea. So um, so now you guys know a little bit about Corey. And so I was about to get into it was like this uh, podcast was uh, possible. I'm going to give Corey the credit for me even being here. Uh, to to get this another episode out because um we since uh, everyone on the Shuttercom podcast has been so busy um we just have been away from it for a while um but it's not something that I've totally forgotten about because I love podcasting I love talking about photography um every day I still um look at um other works of photography and thinking about it and, and looking into it for myself um the the busy what what got busy on my end was um just the the job kicking up i'm in it so that's that gets very busy at time has its seasons um and then my family and i uh right now we're in north carolina but mm-hmm. we'll probably be in maryland um very soon so it's that's killing me it's killing me <laughs> <laughs> so that's another change that's coming i think i even mentioned that and i think i might have mentioned that in the past podcast but i'm not sure but anyway that's that's happening as well so it's a lot of moving pieces yeah. um so this this uh, episode today um, is going to go kind of in line with something I was thinking about. We're going to kind of be shooting off the cuff. Um, I know Corey and I, we've talked about, you know, photography and camera equipment a little bit in the past. Yeah. And even if so, so, so here is you messed around with uh, photography 
it a little bit because I know we've been talking about like you know how you like you're recording like for the podcast and things like that, and you had a story about uh, cameras. Maybe that's oh. a good story for the podcast, but, oh. <laughs> but 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 this this one we're gonna be talking about. We're definitely gonna be talking about cameras. We're gonna be talking about from the standpoint uh, trying to help uh, Corey get into uh, photography, and then you know maybe like you know have uh, some advice that might be good for the listeners as well, and then also um, talk about equipment and how. Um, and this is a kind of thought that I think it goes good with this show with Corey stepping into this is that the gear is important, but it's not all important. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to almost um, you're not you're not you don't have to go all the way and spend as much money as possible. Right. You, yeah. you just have to spend what's right for what you need. So that's what we're going to uh, come to the conclusion of what's right for you. Sounds good. Um, so, do you want to uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your story about this? Uh, what happened with this gear? Okay, so <laughs> I have thus far been recording most of my videos using my cell phone. I did buy a stand so that I can keep my cell phone nice and steady and everything. Um, and in transporting that to a friend's house, the clip that holds my cell phone onto the stand broke. So I tried replacing that, and that was actually the same price as getting a new stand. <clears throat> so I found one of my old cameras, the old Canon, and I was like, all right, I'll use this. No. And I tried using it. It was awful. So then I said, I'm going to buy one, Black Friday deal. So I brought one from Amazon, and it had great picture, but there was a hum. And so the audio was all messed up. So I ended up having to take that back. And so I said, okay, I'm going to try this camera again. It shoots 720p. It's not good in low light. You know, just all the things that you, I tried it. I said, okay, we were doing some other recording. I said, let me get my camera out. We'll record on there. And I dropped it on my kitchen floor and shattered the screen, which prevents me from actually seeing what I'm recording. That's kind of hard. <laughs> so yeah, that screen's important. Oh yeah, the screen's important. And so, um, and this is all over the last 36 hours. So <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a mess. And so I'm like, okay, I need to get something that, as I was explaining to Sean, that is a good quality. But at the same notion, I only ha- I pretty much have a single purpose use for it, for it, where it's going to be on a stand recording, you know, my YouTube videos. I don't move around in my YouTube videos or anything. I'm just standing still. Um, preferably something that's 1080p, but if not, that's okay. And um, something that is I do need something that's good in low light. Okay. Um, just because I'm usually recording in my house. And I don't have optimal lighting in all my rooms. And I don't want to have to set up the weird rig where I got lights on yeah. angles trying to gotcha. shine into okay. a room. So something that can record pretty good in low light. But um, I also have to be realistic. Of we're growing our podcasting network. So there's a lot of expenses out. Not a lot of things coming in. And so I don't want to sit there and break the bank for something that we haven't got the returns on yet. So um kind of in that sweet spot um but um i'm i'm hoping that you're up for the challenge <laughs> yeah. man this is a, so i i feel like um this is going to be 
um, a camera that you're going to be using mainly for for video, as as what you're saying. So, are you interested at all in in the stills performance of this camera? Like, do you think you'll be using that for? Not really, because most okay. of the time, if I take a picture with my um, um if I'm taking pictures, it's mostly going to be with my phone. Okay. Just just knowing how I always have my phone on me, and um, I always get scared that I will drop my camera, which. Yeah. I did today. <laughs> um, so I, I'll probably have my phone on me, you know, to take pictures. Okay. Um, so let's see. Hopefully I'm up for the challenge. Um, I will say, like, as you were talking, and especially as I heard that you know, you were going to be using this for the video, um, and I know you did tell me this before we got into the podcast, that someone was telling you that, you know, maybe you look at, like, one of the GoPros, right? Yeah, like a, um, a, a guy at Best Buy, and we've actually got to know each other and become little friend, um, mm-hmm. pretty good friends. Um, was like, look, don't go like the new GoPros. Go like a, he said, like a Hero Four, or something yeah. that's about you know. Two, Hero Four might old. even be too new. And that's yeah, yeah. And that's what he said. He said that yeah. might even be too much. And so he said, just go back and get one of the older GoPros, and you can just set it up, let it do what it does, and you should be fine. I, you know, and I, I when I looked, I didn't look as intently as I should. Mm-hmm. I looked a couple places, and when I saw them, they were still close to two hundred dollars. And I'm yeah. like, and that maybe just because, like I said, I didn't look intently. Yeah. Um, but if that will resolve, I mean, if that will get me where I need to go, I'm more mm-hmm. than happy to do that. Just because. Um, so I'll say that, yeah. So like if you're looking for, so I'm thinking anything like a two or even a three, a okay. GoPro two or three would be good. I would go to eBay. Okay. Or I would go to B and H Photo. Right? B and H Photo. Yep. So B H Photo, I I like their um their website. I go there a lot. Sometimes I go to Adorama. So these are those those two places I just mentioned are um camera specific stores. Okay. And um what, if you're gonna be looking to save money because you're trying to buy something that's gonna be for the most part a single purpose. Yeah. Um I believe they do sell GoPros on their site and okay. you're gonna be able to um look into their used or um their used section. Okay. And then look through there. And if you don't find a GoPro um on there on eBay or any of these uh resources that's like, you know, maybe like you're looking for like a hundred dollars or or less or a hundred fifty yeah. dollars, something below two hundred dollars. I would say my next suggestion is to look for a um a Sony like a something like an A six thousand, okay. You know, and the reason why I mention that so that A six thousand is going to be and maybe even I think a A fifty six hundred or something like that. That I'd have to do my research on the fifty six hundreds, um if that's if if that's even it. I think it might even be a fifty four hundred, but I'm just gonna say A six thousand for now. Okay. The Sony's are good stills cameras, but then when they came out. And they were the ones that were trying to, like, you know, um, play around the market with the um, mirrorless cameras. Okay. And they also had, like, a lot of good um, video capabilities, you know, with those cameras as well. So a lot of people do use those cameras for stills, but they use them for video. Okay. Right? And so that's that's option number two that I think might work for you. I'm not too sure on what the prices will be, but I think those prices may be above $200, but close to it. Okay. Right? But it's still a really good camera. Um, the other thing is, um, I'm thinking a, uh, Panasonic GH2 or maybe a GH3. I don't know. That, that, that might be way over, um, $200. I'm not sure where those are, but it's been a while since I looked at the GH2s. Um, but I think that those are good. I think those fall in line with good video options. Okay. Now, 
Now I'm gonna go. So this is gonna be definitely used. Now I'm, and I've talked about this in the past on on, on the Shutter Count podcast that I'm a, a Nikon guy. So I went everywhere else first. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> but I I am for sure a Nikon guy, and um, what I will say is that Nikon isn't great for video. Okay. But if you're if you're setting up something on a on a stand. And it's just gonna sit there and record you. Then you're not really asking a lot of it, right? Yeah. So I think you can. I think I've seen where you can get like a thirty a D thirty two hundred or a D thirty three hundred. Um, maybe not the thirty three hundred, but I'm for sure thirty two hundred. And I think you're also gonna be looking for this used. Okay. Um, if you're talking about around two hundred dollars, um, those cameras are are pretty decent when okay. it comes to video. Um, and then anything along the same lines of uh, Canon, and I think you're talking about like maybe like a T5 or T3i, right? Um, that would be about the same level of camera that I just mentioned on Nikon. So those are also, again, like you said, you didn't care about the stills, um, yeah. but those also are good cameras for video as well. Now, the thing there is you're going to you're going to have um, the choice of of lenses, but you know for the most part, if you're buying use it'll probably come with um the kit lens and they're usually like an 18 to 55 right okay um it'll be for the lighting that you have in here now if this is the lighting that you're um trying this is, to go yeah, with yeah this is the normal lighting i have then um, you'll be okay i know okay. you said low light but um you have pretty good light in here okay you know which i think you'll be fine and, okay. if, and if you did if you didn't want to go all the way right um I will say for those listening to this podcast, there is a sort of video component, uh, and I might post this. So I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to pull out pull out this light, you know, for the for the means of um of, of the video because I do have video running. But hold on one second. Just wanted to grab this light for so for those that are just listening to this, um, what I grabbed out was a um Yangnuo YN two sixteen. Okay. Um. Now this is like this is like probably the smallest light that Yang Nuo has, and I know you, you didn't want to go like with an all out like you know weird you know lighting setup in your in your house that you said, yeah. but but I I like the Yang Nuo lights, and there's like a couple um they make a couple products you know LED lights. This one is a um uh you can have a daylight you can change you can shift the color on just from blue to I, I can't remember like from daylight to amber. Let's just okay. say that right. Um, so it's a, it's a little light. It's a small light. This, this light, I think is only good for one person, right? This is okay. what I use for me, but you can get something similar like this. If you don't mind bringing a little bit more light into the scene that you're trying to shoot. Okay. So that's my, that's my tip. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully well, yeah. Cause, good. um, while you were giving me, like mm -hmm. telling me about this cameras, yeah. um, if you're watching a video component, you probably saw me typing in my laptop. I was actually going through and looking up a lot of the cameras. And it looks like um, a lot of the ones that you mentioned to me, um, especially, where is it at? Um, which was the one I, I think it's the Panasonic. Yeah, the Panasonic um, GH2. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks like it, for used one, I, I was looking just kind of real quick and i noticed a used one and with the full kit all the original stuff um on ebay for 105 bucks which okay. is right there where i want to be at so that's actually looking really good and then there's some other ones obviously from other websites but 
Okay. Um, there's a, and it's, you kind of made a blind spot. It's like, I think Amazon has taken over my life so much that I almost have a blind spot when it comes to eBay because it's weird because I used to sell on eBay. So I yeah. know, you know, there's perfectly good merchants on eBay and stuff like that. But for some reason, I always think Amazon does is doing something different. And I think it's somewhere in the area, like most of their stuff is actually just like eBay sellers where they're, you know, is sold by a third party. And so I, um, I forgot completely to just kind of price match um, them with eBay, just to kind of see what they got. And also this BH photo, I was looking at some of the stuff they got and I want to kind of dig in there because I think there's going to be some good options in there too. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm happy because like I said, I didn't like, I kind of gave up, you know, yeah. I was just like, there's not nothing out there that's, that looks like, cause the, you kind of get, antsy with some of these off-brand ones and you just like you see 30 something reviews and 31 of them seem like they were their best friends yeah <laughs> you know and then so it's just like i always get nervous and so um but yeah that panasonic one looks like it's um just what i'm looking for okay good man and, you know that, that's like kind of a good point man and you know maybe this is um this message will go out to like you know those in a shut account um community that if you're looking for like deals and you're looking for like you know uh, camera equipment to buy, you know don't just stop at Amazon, right? Yeah. Like Amazon's a good place to go to start. As a matter of fact, I go to Amazon a lot of times myself, you know, as as one of these options. But eBay is still a very good option. Um, the only thing that I'll caution against eBay is, and and I personally have seen this because when I was looking for lenses, right? I was looking for like a particular lens, a Sigma seventeen to fifty, Sigma seventeen to fifty two point eight. Okay. Um, that's the lens that I'm looking to to purchase. Um, the lowest price isn't always the best, right? Okay. When it comes to eBay, and the only reason why I'm saying that is just because a lot of times the ones that are the most competitively priced are the ones that are being shipped from China, or they're being shipped somewhere from out of the country. And so now, when it comes to like being, if you have an issue with it, right, it's going to be a lot more problems, right, dealing with um that 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 that, that seller, and then then also. If you have a problem with it and say this thing, uh, this product may have still been covered by warranty, the lowest price items on eBay, a lot of times you have to make sure that they're not a foreign market item. Okay. Right? Because if it's a product that was meant for a foreign market, there might be no, as a matter of fact, there'll be no difference about that product. It'll still be a great product. But the only thing is, is that that uh, skew or it was only meant for China or Korea. It's kind Korea. of how like a lot of cell phone makers do, like Samsung. They make certain phones that are specifically for Korea. Right. And then they'll release the same one in the U.S. Exactly. But there's the SKU is just slightly different just for South Korea. And that's going to be a problem when it comes to your warranty. Right. Got so you. so so Got if you. So if the, if say it was a problem that Sigma or Nikon or Canon or Panasonic was willing to cover, they would only cover it in uh, in Korea. Okay. Right. Not not in the U.S. So that's just something to keep in mind. Interesting. Yeah. And then the things about like so now I mentioned Adorama and BNH. So let me let me more so talk about BH Photo because um, that I've gone there. That's that's becoming one of my favorite places to go. Okay. Um, BH Photo. If you're listening, uh, sponsorships are great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's been one of my places to go just because um, if you want if you're willing to buy new. And this is something that you know, hey, this is not about want. I don't want something that someone else has already used. I has to be new. Then fine, go to BH Photo, right? Maybe they'll have, maybe they'll be competitive price. Maybe they won't. And then you know, but 
definitely go to Amazon, go to go to Best Buy, whatever. Like you know, do your comparative shopping. That's for new. Yeah. But if you want used, I like BH Photo because then on the site they have uh ratings as far as like do they look at this thing as being like you know like new, uh or is it uh gently used? Maybe it has some marks on it or something. Maybe like a slight scratch of hair. It's like you know they they really. Um, do a good job of telling you, you know, what to expect, you know, of the condition of the item that you're going to buy. And then I've found like some really great deals, you know, when it comes to BH Photo. So the camera that I'm using right now is a, uh, as a Nikon D7100. Okay. This is probably going to be a good segue into the next part of, uh, next portion of this, uh, today's show. Okay. Um, but the camera I'm using right now is a Nikon D7100. It's not even the newest camera of the 7000 line, but at the time I bought it, um, I think there was uh maybe there was a D seventy two hundred on the horizon. I'm not even sure if the D seventy two hundred might have come out yet, but maybe it came out later that same year that I bought the seventy one hundred. Okay. But I found this seventy one hundred for um it was used on BH photo and it was around four hundred dollars, which was like an amazing price. Like yeah. every other place I was looking at this camera, it was eight hundred dollars at that time. Right? Yeah. So that's like that's like really that's a, big... a big huge savings yeah. huge savings so anyone who's looking for a camera or gear of any type you know in photography even videography i always recommend look to bh photo and look in the use section because you might find a gem to me that was a gem today yeah. this camera still works for me and it's great and i get and i love it oh and i've seen your photos yeah. with it and mm-hmm. it's just um yeah if you're getting that man half off <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many things that you think okay if i get it a little bit later i might get it you know maybe 20 percent off or something like half off that's that's a great deal yeah i, I kind of i like the well hey i like the idea of a website that has a use section mm-hmm. like that right there i mean that's my kind of, i'm you're talking to someone who spent a lot of time when i was young there was a store called best not Best Buy, just <laughs> Best. Okay. And they used to have everything. And think of Circuit City with furniture and clothes. They had everything. But it was kind of a more upscale type of store. And when you walked in the door, if you turned to your right, there was a long hallway on both sides of Scratching Den. And some of this stuff was some of the like brand new stuff, like you could get a TV for thirty percent of the regular price because they couldn't find a remote, you know stuff like that, um, and just the idea of I'm always there. I want something where I can get a good price for it and get it really, really at affordable price, you know. And even if it's used, and so the fact that they got a used section is just like yeah, shop our used items that people have traded in because so many people they just recycle it. Yeah. You know, Best Buy does the same thing, but so much of their stuff is recycled instead of them actually just trying to get it back out there, repairing it and getting it back out there to work. So, um, yeah, this this might quickly and I see that they do even more than just Camcor. So this might be one of my new favorite websites as well. Yeah, it's a good place. It really is a good place to go. Um, so like I was mentioning like a possible segue and I think um, um, the segue and, you know, maybe uh, Corey, like maybe i we know that you're you're getting started in um a video right and mm-hmm. then and then like photography um so this 
this next part of the segment of this podcast, maybe you won't feel like you can like lean all the way in on it. But I will still say like, you know, like if there's this is also good for you, right, to, to know, um, because let's say you pick up this GH2 and then you start like, you know, uh, you start getting used to it. You start getting familiar with it. I, I would definitely recommend anyone who has a camera out there or who's looking to get into the photography, um, photography as a business, photography as a hobby, you know, when you make your first choice, you know, of, of your camera, um, for sure, try and see how what quality you yourself can get out of that camera in the beginning it's not going to be um it's not going to be the best right because you're still learning equipment Mm -hmm. you're still learning the craft um but stick with it and the reason why i'm getting into this part here is because um this year we've seen the release of a lot of uh, a lot of new cameras we've seen the release of um the nikon z6 which i'm very interested in (laughs) (laughs) the nikon z7 uh, Canon EOS R. Uh, we have two cameras that we're still are still going to be coming our way from Panasonic. Uh, I think one is S1R and S2. I don't know if I'm I'm correct on that, but maybe you could look that up for me, Corey. While I'm, uh, but Panasonic is is releasing um um two new full frame mirrorless cameras. Um, but those those we're still waiting to see, and we know that Fujifilm uh just released uh, the new XT3, and this XT3 is really yeah, they got a S1 and S1R prototype hands-on, so... Okay, and S1. That was just a couple weeks ago, yeah. Got it. Panasonic has the S1 and the S1R, which, to me, I, you know, I'm, I'm very curious about this because um, Panasonic struck up this deal with Sigma. You know, Panasonic understands, like, you know, they're doing something um, that they haven't um, done before, where they're moving into the full-frame full uh, cameras. Uh, you understand the difference between a full-frame and a crop sensor? I don't. Okay. All but right, I we'll... didn't see that that's the one thing about this S1R. It says it's a full-frame mirrorless camera. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's, it's good. It's, it's good. You know, this is a good episode for anyone out here who's curious about, like, these terms. And so I think it's great that, you know, um, we're, we're talking about this live, you know, with Corey. Um, so that Panasonic GH2 camera that you picked up is called a Micro Four Thirds camera, okay. right? So the sensor size on um, the sensor within that camera is going to be smaller than the sensor in this new Panasonic that's coming out. And so you did mention that you want something that's going to work very well in low light. And I'm glad we're going to bring this back because there's probably some people out here that are probably screaming, right, you know, um, at their radios or their phones or whatever device they're using um, to listen to this. And so I think this is a good mention. I'm going to circle back on this. And I did not miss this point, (laughs) okay? Corey was looking for something that's uh, going to do good in low light. But as I mentioned, the room that he's sitting in, um has um good amount of light in it i think it has enough light in it that it won't be too tough for the gh2 um to be able to resolve the image very well right and i did mention if you did feel comfortable with using like a small light like this yang niwo just to lighten up the scene a little bit right um that's also a possibility now the micro four third camera uh, or micro four third sensor is a smaller sensor. So anything, if you're thinking about it, I, I like to, I like to think about it like water, like anything, like if you have a big hose, a lot more water is going to come out of it than if you have a smaller hose, right? Okay. So um, kind of the same thing when it comes to the light capabilities of these cameras, right? So four thirds is not going to be as sensitive to light as a crop sensor um camera which is the d7100 has a crop sensor camera okay which is also not going to be as sensitive to light as say a full frame sensor camera 
like we just saw with this Panasonic that we looked at. Okay. So the bigger the sensor, the more light sensitivity. The better it'll do in darker scenes. So is that, and I, I guess my, my main kind of drawing to this is I'm a cell phone fanatic, so yeah. if I mention this, um, I know Google has this feature called, um, and I showed it, showed it to you, you did. Um, Night Sight, mm-hmm. where basically from what it, from everything that I've read about it and actually seen it do, it the exposure time is extended to pull in extra light and okay. it pulls in as much light as possible. And then it, they use, um, they use, um, um, artificial intelligence to kind of, you know, reframe the picture by using this light in the film. But they say that depending on how dark it is, it will keep that, um, uh, exposure will take longer to get as much light as possible. So if I have it correct, Mm-hmm. Full frame has a bigger, essentially a bigger width of taking in more light. That's right. Next would be a crop. Yeah, which doesn't take in as much, but takes in more than the four thirds. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I got it. So, so you're on the when it comes to the four thirds uh, cameras, you're on the um the smaller end, yeah. right? When it comes to the sensor. Excuse me. You know, when it comes to the sensor, you're on a smaller end. But, of course, when you're thinking about, like, a cell phone, that's even smaller than a four-thirds, yeah. right? Yeah. But the advantage that the cell phone has is that the tech, that software, right? That's how – this is – I wasn't planning on talking about this now, but I think this is – I think this is a good – I think this is a good conversation. Um, I was looking at – and I can't remember where I read this article, um, but I was looking at an article the other day, and it's something that I've thought about. Right, so so here, I, so I went to the aquarium, and okay. um, um, I went to the aquarium in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was there with my camera, my D seventy one hundred, my crop sensor camera. Right, so imagine, it's kind of embarrassing, right, to be walking around. It's okay, it's not embarrassing to walk around with a with a big camera. I don't mind, I love it, but it, what's embarrassing is is when you're walking around with this big camera, you should be able to pull out some of the best images, yeah. right? And you know, aquariums are dark. Yeah. Right, and sometimes some of these tanks are really dark because maybe the wildlife that's in there needs it, and the reflective glass, and all of all yeah. of that going on, right? So I'm sitting in here, and now I eventually I was able to get a eh, what I call a decent shot, right? Uh, I can't remember it was it was this tank, um, I think maybe it was a tank with eels, right? Okay. A yellow eel was in there, and there was a lady that was standing beside me with her, um, she for sure had like a Samsung phone. Okay. It one of the newer ones, right? I don't believe it was Night Sight. Didn't have Night Sight on that because no, yeah. that's only yeah, like only a Google Pixel, right? right? Yeah. Uh, so this, so she was taking the shot uh, with the Samsung phone, and I looked on a, I looked at the image on the screen after she took it, and it, she really made this dark tank look bright. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was a little bit of light in there, um, a little bit of light, but that camera was able to pull it out. So I mentioned this article I was reading, and it was asking this question of, um, you know, actually it was talking about the um, how great the, these new Google Pixel phones are with the night light. Is it called night light or night sight? Uh, night sight. Night sight. Yeah. So with night sight, and asking the question of when will when will camera manufacturers start bringing these type of algorithms, this type of software to these, you know, full body cameras? Because it, it I think it'll be kind of awesome if they do that. You have this weird relationship with tech companies and incumbents is I think ever since Apple and the music industry had their issue and it's just like you always have the incumbent scared to share with the tech company. Mm -hmm. 
Um, because I really think that if, because Google has tried a camera and it was awful. Okay. Um, I don't even remember that. It was called a Google Clips and it was literally oh, a, yeah, that was you too put long it ago. in the corner and it just takes pictures by itself. And it's actually really smart. Okay. It learns faces and it actually just waits for situations and it captures situations, which is insane AI. Um, but I think Google would rather have a Nikon partnered, you know, type of, um, camera, a traditional camera with that advanced HDR that they use in their, um, phone. But the problem is you just have this relationship where Nikon doesn't want to share what they know. Mm -hmm. So Google's not going to share what they know. And you have this incumbent versus, because I think that if you could use, and I think that in photography, I mean, and cell phone photography, I think that Apple, I mean, that um, the Pixel phones have universally been lauded as top dog for the last three years. Hmm. Um, and some of the stuff they're doing now is just, I've been just looking at it, it's like, yeah, this is insane. Yeah. Um, but um, it's just that that scarceness of, well, if we're Nikon or Sony or Pan- or Panasonic, we don't want to share our secret sauce with somebody who can take you know money out of our pocket yeah um so i don't think it's so much from the technology companies because at the end of the day and and i always look at you know you always got to follow the money google doesn't make money from cell phones i think they sold last year they sold three million pixels so you have some of the best photography on the cell phone and only three million were purchased yeah um now, in a week, Apple sells well over 15, 20 million iPhones. Hmm. So Google doesn't make money off of cell phones. It's just for, it's actually more, probably more aligned in our marketing budget. So Google would love to put some, some of their secret sauce and for a Nikon to say that it's a Google AI included. That strengthens Google's name. Well, you know, we've seen like some uh, funny things in the market and maybe something like that maybe uh one day possible right? it, it will be great um i i think that would be great so i think i started like down that line um of that story just to say that um the camera so the, the gh2 that you have mm-hmm. um so right now i think we're at the gh4 I okay think, i think that's the newest one uh the, these processors have gotten better right so the gh2 being an older camera uh i hope i hope it's a great fit for your scene here i think it will be okay um i'm i'm even willing you know i would like to come back maybe in another episode when we, i think i think kind we'll, of do I, a, I think do, we'll yeah i think we'll few, be in another you know episode. once we got it and it's in place then we can kind of see how yeah. it worked out yeah because uh i i don't think that that uh uh sensor would struggle in this room so much okay. but it, that is something that people um think about right with those and with those sensors i guess it's weird because if you could see the audio, I mean, the video of this, I have a big window to the left of me mm-hmm. that I can open during a day. Every once in a while, I will record a video at night. And that's the only reason why. So mm-hmm. I don't have the access of all that light coming in. Yeah. But um, so, I mean, it wouldn't be a situation where every time I record, I'm dealing with this, you know, rough situation of, of it being darker. But I always just, you know, I know that having a camera in the past where you know just did horrible and you see all the noise of all the light it's just it just it breaks you because you know you got a good right. shot but right. you, it's just killed by noise you yeah. know 
And I think uh, also in another future um, episode, since I, since you did, I, since this was off the cuff and <laughs> and I wasn't, I hadn't done like a whole lot of research, you know, in advance. Um, I think the picks that I still gave you were good picks, but I'm wondering if there's something out there that I might have missed. You know what I mean? Like as far mm-hmm. as like a good suggestion for you. So I will like also think about that, and okay. then you know we'll come back and we'll talk about that again, right? What that suggestion should be, um, because I'm sure that would be also great for the audience. Um, something else I wanted to say is that uh, when we're talking about like you know Google possibly like working with someone like a Nikon or a Canon or like let's say a Panasonic, since we we're just talking about Panasonic, I think Panasonic has done something like really interesting with these new uh, the S1 and S1R cameras that's coming out. Right, so they understand that they're um, at a they're at a place where they don't they they're coming into a market that they haven't been before. Um, Sony has already been killing it, you know, in this market when it comes yeah. to their full frame uh, cameras, mirrorless cameras. Um, Canon and Nikon, they probably already knew this this was going to happen. Canon and Nikon have already beat them, you know, uh, to market. Okay. And even though Canon and Nikon don't have full frame mirrorless lenses or or lenses that have been tuned or specifically made for their new full frame cameras that came out there they did uh take the time to think about and develop adapters right that allow people to adapt those lenses to those cameras so they still have um a full assortment of lenses to choose from right so the smart thing that i think panasonic did and this made me kind of like think about what you're saying like hey why wouldn't a google work with like someone like a a Nikon or a Canon who's already in this market, right? To like help those those two get together, they could like make a great product. I think the landscape that we're seeing today is 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 um it has more collaboration because this is what Panasonic is doing. Not when it comes to that software. Yeah. But when it comes to the lenses. They've actually the, their mount on that camera is a Leica mount. So any Leica lens um uh, can any Leica full frame lens can also be used on that um, that uh, Panasonic camera, which I think is also smart. And, you know, I think that's saying what you just said where it's universal. Mm-hmm. I think, A, I think that's something should have been done a few, number of years ago yeah. before cell phone cameras started but, getting better. But this isn't universal, though. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not universal. It's two companies getting it. Now, if you're, if you're, uh, if you are thinking about a budget, now this now this is probably these are just probably isn't the best partnership right okay because leica is known for like very expensive gear right cost, oh, okay. cost a lot see. of money so it's not universal but at least the, you we're seeing something that we haven't seen before right where these where these, there's a partnership and both of their stuff works together exactly so okay so so it, so i wouldn't call it universal but it is um it is like yeah between these two companies you can you know work work with that oh now now actually um, this reminds me, well, let me say this one other thing and then I'll get back to the four third, um, sensor. Um, the other thing that, uh, Panasonic is doing is that they struck up a deal with Sigma. Sigma is known to make some really good lenses. At first, maybe people were skeptical of Sigma because if you bought a Nikon camera in the past, you also, you always wanted like Nikon or Nikkor lenses okay. because it was made by the same company. Same thing with Canon, right? Because they were known to make the best glass for the, for their own cameras. But then you had comp- you know companies like Tokina, Sigma, Tamron, you know they they are these are like uh, I guess third party lenses. Sigma has been doing a great job of making third party lenses. Panasonic has a partner with Sigma for and it hasn't happened yet, but that's 
that announcement was made that Sigma will make a line of lenses or uh, I'm guessing at least retrofit some of their lenses for Panasonic for Panasonic. Right. And it's to ensure that they have like a good assortment of lenses when they're released. And I think think that's that's big right there. That's big. Yeah. And the other thing that I want to mention, uh, I know you want to say something, but the other thing, the other thing I want to mention is that now that sort of, that kind of did happen with the micro four thirds uh, cameras. And that's why it's kind of, it's kind of cool that you're getting into um, the cameras at that level. Okay. Because um, with the Micro Four Thirds sensors, the great thing about it is that you have um, Panasonic and then you have um, Olympus. And I think there's, there, there are a few others that yeah. um, okay. manufacture. There's a couple. Okay. I think that, well, the two the two biggest players in that Micro Four Thirds sensor game are definitely um, Panasonic and Olympus. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about that, uh, the great thing about the Micro Four Thirds sensor is that that mount is designed to um, take, uh, those lenses can be moved across the manufacturers. And so, you know, that's that's kind of like, yeah, like, like an awesome thing. That was an awesome that's uh, real big. part yeah. of the, a promise of when they first came out with that technology. So that's that's kind of good. Um, but, uh, the, my, my, my long segue, and we were talking, we were talking about like older, um, older, um, gear, older, older cameras. And I started talking about like, you know, how we had all these new cameras that's coming out this year. One of the things, uh, when it comes to photography. And so I think it would be one of the things I mentioned that as you, whatever camera you pick up for sure, try to like, you know, learn about it and figure it out. Um, you're going to be in the video, so I would say the source for you, and I've talked about this in this uh, shutter account before. Um, I like to go to places like um, 500px when it comes to stills. Um, I'll do a search for the camera that I'm interested in or the camera that I have. Okay. And see what great work other people are producing with that equipment, with that gear. And I say to myself that I don't know if I can match the genius or the art of um, other people, but at least it shows me that if I think what I'm doing isn't good, then that just means I need to work on the person. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I think that I think it's a very important point, right? So, like, yeah. as if you feel like, hey, the GH2 is something you want to settle on, what I would advise before buying it is uh going to youtube um doing like some search on videos that have been produced with the gh2 right and like to to get an idea of what it's capable of right and because you should at least be able to if not match at least come close right to some of the work that other people are doing out here okay and um that that is uh that is a segue into the um um, topic that I wanted to, uh, that's been on my mind for a little bit that I think I might have even mentioned on Shutter Count in the past is that you know um, gear acquisition or gas is something that you know a lot of photographers know a lot of people video videographers probably you know know about this because you're we're always looking at like the latest and newest products that's coming out but you really got to think about like you know um, what are you trying to do with that equipment you know do you have enough you know, uh, as far as what you already own, that you don't have to like spend money on something new. I was I was thinking about this because uh, I had mentioned um, that Nikon was coming out with the Z6, right? The Z6 and the Z7. Like I I was looking at the, those two cameras myself personally. Like, oh, can I get these cameras? Can I make this happen? You know. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have a reason, right? Like like so, the camera that that we talked about for you is a mirrorless camera. 
Um, I'm interested in mirrorless cameras, especially the full frames that are coming out now. Um, but I don't, I don't really have a reason to pick up a mirrorless camera other than the fact that it's new. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like everything that I need to do, um, I'm able to do um, with my D7100. Okay. As a matter of fact, the first camera that I, well, I've had other point and shoot cameras in the past, but the first camera that I picked up when I first went into this was a D3200. Um, yeah, the D3200. And I only changed that camera out because now we're talking about like you needing low light. I only changed that camera out after I used it to shoot two weddings. Okay. You know, and that, that was what showed me like, you know, I think I might need a, a new camera. Now I didn't even go to a full frame. I went from one crop sensor to another crop sensor. Yeah. Um, with all of these new cameras that's coming out, uh, it did get me, I'm, you know, I'm into the, the photography and I love it. And I'm thinking like, Hey, you know, look at what the, the like Nikon is. Actually, the Nikon Z6 and the Z7s, but especially the Z6, has reviewed very well when it comes to video. I'm okay. actually very interested in getting a video now. But, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I'm using my D7100 now um, to record this, you know, and I thought I should focus on how much capability I can get out of this camera exactly you know before moving on and that's what i would advise for anybody that's getting into getting into this field you know um the equipment that you have or the equipment that you're able to pick up or a lot of times you know someone like you know says hey i have this old camera that i'm not using anymore i heard that you're interested in photography why don't you use it you know the 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 triangle uh the exposure triangle hasn't changed and it, it, and it won't change yeah <laughs> you know uh, there, there's, there has always been great photography. As a matter of fact, there are old photos that are still lauded and looked at as being great images. Those images were produced even before the digital era. So, you that's know. true. That's true. <laughs> you know, I never really thought about that though. The photos that we love the most, they're some of the oldest photography that's out there, and the ones that we look now, we. The net, the ones that people are taking now, we put a filter on them and put them on that's right. <laughs> a low that's, res website. That's right. right. <laughs> oh, if you if if you're just getting if you're someone who's been into like photography as a hobby for a while or um just getting into it new, um that's uh that's something to keep in mind. You know, really something that you know we should you know think about. You know that the gear that we have today especially the technology, you know, the way technology has grown, it's really enough, you know, it's really enough. And, um, if it's, if we're ever getting to the point where we find like, uh, that, that is not enough or we have a problem, um, producing our, our vision, then, you know, let, let's continue to, you know, work on ourselves and, and work on, uh, the man, right. Instead of the, instead of the gear. Yeah. I mean, I like that idea of working on a skill set versus buying new equipment. Yeah, because I mean, I think now we're cell phones have put us in a habit of every two years I need to flush everything out and get something new. Mm -hmm. But when you get, I mean, photography, like those refresh cycles are so much different. Yeah. And what you can do with good equipment and how long it can last. And it's completely different. I think that you almost have to change your mindset to think, okay, I can this is something I can have for a while. And this is something where when I think that I'm at my pinnacle of it, I might be able to do even more. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
So, you know, this is wrapping. I think this is a good place to kind of like wrap it up. I, I think that was just like yeah. a message that I want to get out there, you know, to, to help people out, especially at this time of year. <laughs> you know, at, at, at this, uh, I know we, there are a lot of deals that just pass by and um, a lot of times, you know, people will feel the need to have to like get something, but, you know, trying to ease some of the, your wallets. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, on that one. But Corey, man, I, you know, I really appreciate um, you joining me on this uh this episode of the podcast and and helping me uh, get back out there and get into it <laughs> hey man like i said i am a huge fan of the show um when you first start I me mean, tell me it's your podcast then um i remember listening to it and just you know listening to it as it's got his legs and it's kind of made his you know as it evolved and it's just, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I, I got to get you going back on this because <laughs> I was looking for the episodes in the feed and I came to it, I was like, well, what happened? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I enjoy the show because um, like I tell people, I've always wanted to get into photography um, and just never, every time I was at a point where I was like, you know, I can really look into it. It was life, you know? So um, I kind of like vicariously like to live through you guys and, you know, the things that you guys see. So. I enjoy it. Okay. All right. So uh, to wrap this one up, I, and I know I didn't even talk about like where I can be found. Um, right now, I'm at uh, Team Hall Photo on Instagram. Uh, I'm also at ALXVA8 on Instagram. Those are two places. But uh, Team Hall Photo, I think, is, is the, the main um, portrait Instagram for myself. I'm getting into a lot of um, family uh, photography on the ALXVA8 um, profile um ct underscore photographer is where samantha can be found and captured by um steven photography is where um steven can be found uh they will be back i i'm, I'm sure of it i'm i'm putting it out there right now they will be back um and then uh um, cory where can you be found again um so i can be found on uh, two websites one is gig essentials.com that is my blog that links to my YouTube channel and the um, podcast, but also our podcast family can be found at gigpodcasting.network. Okay. All right. And one day maybe I can be a guest on one of the other podcasts. Oh, definitely. Definitely. We, we, we're lining that up already. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode and uh, keep your ears open for the next one because it is coming. All righty. Sounds good. <laughs>